when you don't have the right theology, it can be really disillusioning when a battle hits. One man. The husband. One woman. The wife. Battling the forces of evil. Self-identifying with the name change. We're live, recorded, highly edited, and uploaded from a basement in Minnesota. This is... Ascribe and declare. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that we can live up to that intro. That was pretty intense. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I like it. Uh, do you like how in the, I put in there battling the forces of evil? I feel like we should have light, lightsabers. Yeah. That was my voice. I don't know if you knew that. Your I rec- voice. Yeah, I recorded that. Oh, that's Because you that's, have such a cool voice. <laughs> <laughs> battling the forces of evil. <laughs> Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. No, actually, it's not, but I wish it was. We can pretend. More people would listen to the podcast if that was my voice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and we'd probably actually make money off of it. <laughs> Sell your voice. Yeah. Are there ethical implications there? I wouldn't have to work. Mm. I could just talk. Yeah. Uh, I put that in there. It's just funny because I put it in there because it sounded fun and cool. But then actually, as I was preparing for this episode, the very first episode of Ascribe and Declare, it just kept striking me like, no, we really are battling the forces of evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dave preached a sermon this week that really enforced that <laughs> that thought process in me. So it's not that we want to become, we're not trying to be a watchdog ministry or something like that. I mean, there's plenty of those. You know, we're not afraid to name names either. I mean, yeah. if we see a wolf in sheep's clothing that's leading people astray, I'm not ashamed to say their name or But don't scared. make us do it. Yeah, but don't make me don't make me say your name. Uh, but no, as a Christian, we really are entering into a battle. We are battling the forces of evil. Yeah, um, it's easy to ignore, I think. Yeah, because and, it's the unseen. Mm-hmm. And to grow dull and numb, and it's an actual spiritual war. And so, if you think about a war, there's two sides to the war. And if that enemy is coming at you, you have to defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You have to defend yourself or you have to be on the offensive. There's no option. If you don't defend yourself, you die. Um, So the whole point, you know, of battling evil isn't necessarily that we're out there, you know, going against people or being negative Mm -hmm. at all. It's just simply that we are in a spiritual war. And if you do not fight in the war, you will lose. Well, and there is evil. There is evil in this world. Yep. And yeah. we have to acknowledge it. And we can't fight evil by being nice. You have to yeah. battle it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know my favorite saying, nice guys finish last. <laughs> That's not a good place to finish in a war. <laughs> no. Uh, we do. I do have that clip, though, from Dave. I just wanted to play the one section. Yeah, our pastor. The That's whole good, sermon's really great. I've really got the link. Sermon. I've got the link on our website. And, you know, I encourage you to go listen to it. But here's a clip of him talking about the devil your adversary the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion for what purpose he's seeking someone to devour what does that mean it means at the threat of our very lives he wants to destroy god his work and his people don't don't make this mistake grace satan is not out to give you a bad day He's not out to turn your clothes pink in the washing machine or burn your tongue on your Starbucks or have your friend cancel a get-together. 
He wants to end your marriage. He wants to cause you to give in to your every lust. He wants to divide this church and the people of God through your selfish desires and preferences. To make your kids love the world and not God and go to hell. He wants to get you to waste your life on the pleasures of this world and so shrivel your soul. Grace, your adversary, the devil, the roaring lion, is out to devour you, to destroy you, and along with you all who call upon the name of the Lord. We have friends and loved ones and relatives that are going through incredibly difficult times. And I know you guys do, every one of you who's listening. This world is a very difficult and hard place to live. And we need to acknowledge the reality of that. Mm -hmm. And we need to have our theology set before those things come. Before the devil comes and attacks your marriage, you need to have your theology set so you know how you're going to walk through those times. Yeah, when you don't have the right theology, it can be really disillusioning when a battle hits and you attack the wrong enemy. Mm -hmm. You think it's this person or that person, but Satan is our our true enemy. Yeah, and he uses the situations around us. Yeah. And we can look at those situations and think that they're the enemy or the person is the enemy or the, when you're right, it's actually the devil. Yeah. And this is one of the problems with taking verses like Jeremiah 29, 11 and applying them to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time you get a graduation card or whatever that says, (laughs) God has a plan for your life, plans to prosper you. And you, and you apply that to your life. Well, then when your marriage starts to crumble, you think, well, this isn't God's plan. Yeah. God's plan was to prosper me. Remember that graduation card I got when I was graduating high school? It was signed by your youth pastor, so it must have been true. My youth pastor gave that to me. (laughs) My grandma gave that to me, and she praised, so she must have been right. Yeah. Um, And then our whole world crumbles, Mm -hmm. and it's confusing. You're right. It's totally disillusioning. And And I think, too, people use the wrongly use the verse about God works all things together for good for those who love him. And even if they know it's for those who love him, well, we have to define good. And mm-hmm. that's yep. being made more like Christ. And yeah. it's not that everything goes good as we see it yeah. in America. And he suffered. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed yeah. in Jesus the Bible. Suffered. Yeah. Jesus suffered. He died. And he called his disciples to suffer. And mm-hmm. we should expect suffering because he told us that we will. Uh, That leads us to the quote of the day. Quote of the day. He that stands still and suffers his enemies to double blows on him without resistance will undoubtedly be conquered in the issue. John Owen. Okay, so maybe, (laughs) maybe you need to explain that a little bit. When we get into these old... The thou pilgrims and they mix their words a little bit differently than we do. <laughs> Maybe uh, we can. Yeah, read that so I'll or... say that in plain English. The man that stands and let his enemies hit him without resisting them, mm-hmm. he will undoubtedly be conquered. Why? Because he's just sitting there. Yeah. He's letting the enemy yeah. attack him. This is what Dave in the sermon was talking about. Like, this enemy, the devil, he's literally out there and his demons are literally out there. They are attacking you. They are trying to destroy your very life. Yeah. 
They're not just trying to make your day bad or your investment fall through or whatever. Mm -hmm. They want to kill you. And they also want to trick you so that uh, you might think something is really great Mm -hmm. and it seems good. It has some truth in it. But really, it's actually leading to death. Yeah. Well, even the quote reminds me of just the basic thing we teach our kids. You know, when a little one is hitting somebody, not that our kids would do that to each other. Not ours. No. Mm-mm. But somebody Never. else's kid. If <laughs> yeah, someone so else's kid is hitting our kid, we would obviously <laughs> teach them that even if they didn't do anything, walk away. You're yeah. responsible for still standing there. You're responsible for being in that situation where you were. Yep. Yeah, where you're beating, being beat up. So yeah. you are going to continue to get hit and continue to get beat down if you just stand there mm-hmm. without yeah. resistance. Yeah, we could talk about that all day long. Ooh. I could because that's that's a hot topic. But yeah, go Start listen to that. <laughs> Starting heavy. That's what that's what we like. We don't pull no punches. Yeah, let's uh, maybe lighten it up and introduce ourselves. Talk about that. Sounds good. Yeah, who we are. My name is Matt Adams. The husband. The husband. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Miranda Adams. The wife. Yes. And we're coming over from another podcast called The Intentional Christian Podcast. We've changed our name. Mm -hmm. I wanted to expand it a little bit, and I'm bringing Miranda on board here to co-host, give it a little bit of life. So it's not just me ranting all the time, (laughs) monologue style. So this will be, I think it'll be a way more fun, a little more engaging and more entertaining for sure. And she can bring a nice balance and perspective to my <laughs> ranting. Yeah. If you want to learn anything more about us, kind of what we're after, and you can go to our website, ascribeanddeclare.com. <laughs> and for sure, email us any questions or comments or you know, errors if we do to say mean something wrong. Are or, not welcome. No. Yeah, you can correct us or But be um, nice to me. I'm new. Yeah. And I'm so. kinda new. <laughs> <laughs> we got a movie. I, I got a movie I want to talk about, Miranda. Okay. We like movies. Yeah, we like movies and music. So we're gonna have a section on here where we talk about music and movies, hopefully to help you discern whether you should see it and uh if it's good for your family or not, I'm not going to recommend movies unless it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend a movie, maybe like fireproof, even though I'll give a caveat, you know, like <laughs> just if it's like super Christian, because I don't want to cause anyone to stumble. Yeah. This movie is called Paul, Apostle of Christ. It's put out my Mel Gibson. He's doing another movie. Uh, okay. I think he originally okay. seems like I did some research on this. It seems like he was trying to do the resurrection. It was called the resurrection. He okay. wanted a sequel to the passion. Sure. Because he's the one who did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If and, people don't know that one. Yep. And then I don't know what happened because everything just kind of ends from there. I, I didn't do too much research. I should have done more. And then this movie pops up. So it's Jim Caviezel. Okay. And so he's the one who played Jesus yep. in so, the other one. So Mel and Jim teaming up together. Um, it's put out by Affirm Films. Here, let's let's just play this clip first of right. the teaser trailer, not the full trailer, just a teaser. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. 
Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like that the gospel is going to be proclaimed. Okay. I don't know anything about it. Well, no, no. I mean, you're right. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't know about the movie because I haven't seen the movie. Right. But the gospel, as far as it is displayed in his life, is going to be proclaimed and put on the big screen. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So we'll see how- That he went from a persecuting murderer probably to being an apostle of Christ. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see how well they do it, but- you know, Mel Gibson's... Because he's a Catholic, right? Plan, yep. Okay. Very hardcore Catholic. And their plan was to, you know, try to do the best, most realistic rendering of that. Okay. So, so accurate to the Bible. Yeah. So here's where I get sidetracked. Okay. You don't get sidetracked easy, so... No, I never get sidetracked. No. I never go down rabbit trails. No, okay. This is what really irks me with movies. Mm-hmm. When they take something like this that is so attempting to be true to the Bible, and then they use people that have absolutely nothing to do with God. Yeah. Unsaved, heathens in absolutely terrible movies. Mm -hmm. James Faulkner, Game of Thrones, Oliver Martinez in SWAT. I'm not going to judge whether these people are going to heaven or not, but these are not exactly Christian movies. Right, yes. Or shows. That they've been a part of in the yeah. past. So mm-hmm. that just bothers me like crazy because it just sends such a confusing message. Yeah. Because you see something that's about the Bible and you feel like the people behind it are promoting the Bible. But yeah. then if their life isn't promoting the Bible, it is confusing. Yeah. So Affirm Films, they joined up with Affirm Films. Again, this will be on our show notes on the website. But to produce this movie. And they did some really good movies. They did mm-hmm. Courageous, Facing the Giants, Fireproof, some that you'll recognize. You'll recognize Ooh, tons Mom's of Night these. Out. Yep, Mom's Night Out. You'll recognize these names. Risen, The Star, Soul Surfer, War Room, mm-hmm. The Water Horse, Legend of the Deep. So they did some big movies. Okay. But here's one that really bothers me. The Star. The Star. Okay. Yeah. We saw that. That's yeah. a Christmas one. Yeah. Kids movie. Yeah. And if you just saw the movie alone, you might think, hey, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. But but just don't read the credits. Yeah, you can't. You don't want to read the voices. You don't want to know who's. Yeah. I mean, if Oprah Winfrey can get behind Ooh, whatever you you're doing, <laughs> you are probably not staying that true. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it wasn't true to the Bible. It was a good rendering. But there was obviously added, you know, scenes and themes and plots because th- that stuff's not in the Bible at all. Yeah. And what do our kids think when we put up all these horrible actors and we say, look at them, they're doing the Bible story. And then Oprah herself mm-hmm. is always saying, I love God. And yeah, she's you know, got some interesting stuff beliefs. about the soul and spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just a big mess. Yeah. I hate it. It can be confusing. Yeah, so I like to watch the movie, but I don't like to know who's in it or what they stand for. (laughs) (laughs) They just hold up these really bad things to attract people. Yeah. You know, or like the celebrities. Hey, if we get all these celebrities involved, then a bunch of people are going to watch our movie, which on one one hand works. And you wonder too if it seems like they're starting to catch that there's a lot of lukewarm Christians out there that don't care about. Yeah. Complete accuracy so they can 
self-identify with these movies that are coming out. <laughs> and then they want to see them because they say, oh, this is about the Bible. Yeah. Knowing that it's not really going to matter to them who's behind it and what their agenda might be. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So maybe check out the Paul movie. Maybe not. We don't know. Yeah. It's coming well, I out. Think, I think adults should probably watch it. Probably check it's it out. It's going to be Or very... look it up. We usually look up movies before we go watch them. Yeah. See what the content is. And... Um, but I don't. It's going to be violent probably. Okay, um, because sure. Mel Gibson, <laughs> because Brave Mel Heart. Gibson, <laughs> yeah, he, and they and they want to make it true, and and it, honestly, and they said this about Passion, and I'll say this over and over: those movies are not even remotely close yeah. to how violent it was in real life. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you could make a movie with Paul, and if they include persecuting Christians and stoning right. people, you know, yeah, you got to make some edits at some point. Yeah, yep. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it'd be just pure blood and guts. <laughs> Yeah. For like whole portions of the time. So yeah. anyway, go see Paul the movie. I'm going to go see it. Right now we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Called supernatural miracles that happen for them. All you got to do is place your order right now for the personal pet pack. Pick up the telephone right now. I said pick up the phone. <laughs> okay. Wow. So pick our, up the sponsor, phone and support huh? our sponsor. <laughs> You'll get your personal prayer package mailed to you in the mail. Oh no. <laughs> anyway. anyway. So got, so yeah. I had uh something I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh so we have four girls and they're really into gymnastics. I think even right now, as we're recording this, Tylee is reading a book about gymnastics. It's not like a little kid's, it's like a chapter book it looks like it's like 200 pages <laughs> and probably from the 80s on gymnastics and how it was founded and i like it so yeah we have an interesting nine-year-old loves to read yeah and there's been a lot about gymnastics in the news lately mm-hmm. larry nasser now it's more than 265 women that have come forward reporting That's abuse insane absolutely horrific absolutely disgusting yeah and i mean the amazing thing is how widespread it's not just him. Like and, uh, in 1995, Joan Ryan, she wrote a book stating how toxic the culture of gymnastics was. Mm-hmm. And her book gained a lot of coverage and they just kind of said, oh, no, these are just failed gymnasts. They don't want, you know. They're trying to make money yeah, off their testimony They're just trying to something. attack them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But they eventually did put things in as if it was, you know, for the safety of their athletes. But then she's quoted in a recent article saying, 23 years later, it seems nothing has changed. The culture of women's gymnastics is as corrosive, secretive, and indifferent to the athlete's well-being as it always has been. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this culture reaches far, not just the coaches and the gymnasts, but all the way up, you know, MSU has been in the news. Mm-hmm. Their president has just announced that he's resigning, and so has the athletic director. And, Unbelievable. Uh, about a month ago, the U.S. gymnastics president, Steve Penny, had stepped down. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he stepped down. All of these allegations are coming out. They're trying to hold USA Gymnastics accountable. But the Olympic Committee Board called for bigger changes, and they asked every single member to resign. <laughs> there's 20 members on this board that they're saying yeah. you all need to resign you yeah. have totally failed you have failed these girls massively yeah it's it you know and they there's always going to be pointing the finger they're always going to blame somebody else mm-hmm. it's somebody else's fault but it's, yeah. it's the same like and a lot of the coaches a lot of these people were women 
Yeah, you know? they, and they just and covered it up. And that's what keeps getting me, you know, with mm-hmm. the Harvey Weinstein thing and all of these sexual allegations going around. Yeah. So many of the people protecting the perpetrator were women. Yeah, it's Oh, yeah, it's here, unreal. come up to this hotel room. I have not, you know, it's insane. Yeah. But what's amazing is Rachel Den Hollander mm. coming forward, yeah. persisting through all those years of collecting information and putting files together and bringing them so before diligent. courts. And she never gave up. And it's amazing. And, and you know what? We wouldn't even be discussing this on our show, except that she just like shares the gospel yeah. with everyone. It was amazing. It's amazing. Obviously, the news organizations aren't going to be putting the gospel out on their stations, but anybody who gets to go you know, on their own and look to her testimony, which there's going to be thousands and millions mm-hmm. of people that do that, yeah. they're going to hear the gospel. And it is so powerful, and she just nails it. She she does an amazing job of balancing uh, worldly justice, mm-hmm. God's justice, yeah. God's wrath, God's mercy, and forgiveness, and it's all rolled into one. It's yeah, just it's powerful. powerful. Here, listen to this clip. I just cut out just the gospel portion of it. If you have read the Bible you carry you know that the definition of sacrificial love portrayed is of God himself loving so sacrificially that he gave up everything to pay a penalty for the sin he did not commit. By his grace, I too choose to love this way. You spoke of praying for forgiveness, but Larry, if you have read the Bible you carry, you know forgiveness does not come from doing good things, as if good deeds can erase what you have done. It comes from repentance which requires facing and acknowledging the truth about what you have done in all of its utter depravity and horror. I love that she used the word utter depravity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because that's true. Yeah, Yeah. it is. If he was just basically good, he probably wouldn't have got that far. What you have done in all of its utter depravity and horror without mitigation, without excuse, without acting as if good deeds can erase what you have seen in this courtroom today. The Bible you carry says it is better for a millstone to be thrown around your neck and you thrown into a lake than for you to make even one child stumble. And you have damaged hundreds. The Bible you speak carries a final judgment where all of God's wrath and its eternal terror is poured out on men like you. Should you ever reach the point of truly facing what you have done, the guilt will be crushing. And that is what makes the gospel of Christ so sweet. Because it extends grace and hope and mercy where none should be found. And it will be there for you. I pray you experience the soul-crushing weight of guilt so that you may someday experience true repentance and true forgiveness from God, which you need far more than forgiveness from me, though I extend that to you as well. Yeah. And when you're in that situation, when you have those opportunities, I I think she said the things that need to be said. Um, One thing that I think could have been made more clear, which I think she did a great job. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging her or condemning this. I think she did a great job. One thing that could have been made more clear was that every single person in that room without Christ was equally as guilty before God as Larry Nassar. Yeah, which is unbelievable. Yeah. To look at somebody that 
that horrific and think you deserve the same fate yeah. apart from Christ that he should deserve yeah. after this life. And the, that six-year-old, seven-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old little girl mm-hmm. that's abused by him, the victim by him, yeah. must repent of her sins as well mm-hmm. and put her, their trust in Christ. And that's the only way they're going to, as you know, yeah. go to heaven to be with Jesus as well. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I think it was great. She, yeah, she was just amazing. Fantastic. The, very composed and deliberate in each word she said. Mm-hmm. And yeah. This is about the most articulate um, response I've ever seen to something mm-hmm. like that. You know, as far as a Christian is concerned, sure. it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about that? I don't think so. There's a lot to say, but it's a, it's a big issue. Yeah, but it was great. This is the the reason I wanted to bring it up is this is what it looks like when a Christian has to respond to and, something and battle the forces of and evil. battle the forces you know? of evil. Yeah, yeah, she is battling she really the forces did. of evil in this world through prayer in the spiritual world. She is battling the forces of evil. That's exciting. Yeah, and 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 there's been so many attacks on Christians lately. Mm-hmm. saying, you guys are bigots, you guys are haters, you guys are, you know, whatever. And there's a lot of bigots and there's a lot of there, haters there are, and there's a lot of people that call themselves Christians yeah. that aren't living yeah. the gospel. So it's great to have this contrast when you actually see someone who mm-hmm. loves Christ, who reads their Bible yeah. and then gives a response, we get to see God be glorified and honored in that. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that was deep and heavy. I want to end on a really on a much lighter note. It's a exciting note. <laughs> God is good. Mm-hmm. God is better than all of this junk. This is a clip by Francis Chan to take us out. The Bible says, "Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith." He says, set your mind on things above, not earthly things. It's the idea of a person being so focused on this love relationship, you're not even noticing anything else. You don't know what else is going on in the room. You're just so focused on Jesus, so in love and so thinking about eternal things. That's the idea. We have to run toward Jesus, the author and perfecter. We have to fix our eyes on him so that all these things are dangling in front of our face, but we don't even notice it. There's one reason why you should walk away from whatever temptation you're facing right now. There's just one reason. God is better. He is. He's so much better. Amen. God is better. Final thoughts? God and his ways are better too. Mm-hmm. You know, we think of God and yeah, his ways are better than the ways that Satan lies to us and tries to destroy us with. And the truth, like he said, you just, when you focus on Jesus, you, all of those other things go away. Well, until next time, ascribe God his glory and declare his marvelous works. Mm-hmm.